Welcome to Co-Pilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving that second chance might just change your mind. Here we take that chance for you, and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than one shot. I'm Justice, alongside me is my co-pilot Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in-flight entertainment this time will be Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man is an anime. We are an anime podcast. No, we're not. Okay, but it's an anime that came out in 2020. No. I'm 100% sure it came out in 2020. I hate to break it to you, but you're 100% wrong as well. Look, I remember the hype. Chainsaw Man had so much hype, and it plugged so much of my newsfeed that I just didn't want to, like, engage with it at all. You're right. After and during, like, the peak of its first, like, major saga, like, story arc, it was getting really, really popular. Yeah, in the anime. No, in the manga, the tell in 2020. It's just insane to me. He's, like, pulling back the curtain a little bit here. Normally, we pick a show, watch it together, then record this podcast. Yeah. But the other morning, I was like... I want to watch Chainsaw Man because I figured it had a whole season, maybe two at this point. And some of us knew better, a.k.a. me. So I started Chainsaw Man. And there's only four episodes in English, guys. Yeah. It just started, like, last month. Mm-hmm. It's or the anime Eng- hasn't been around that long. The English dub just started last month. I'm sure the Japanese has been out for, like, two-ish months. I think it's only, like, two episodes ahead. Oh. So my point two being... Two some shit like that. So my point being... Chainsaw Man is from 2020. That's what my brain says. The manga got really popular in 2020. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's insane that the manga was so popular that it was polluting my newsfeed that much. People really, really liked the design for it a fuck ton. Like, I don't watch a lot of Anatube, like, on YouTube. Yeah. But, like, every Anatuber I do catch, even if I just watch, like, a little bit of their stuff, yeah. they were talking Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chris, it was really, really Chris hacked. Broad was talking about Chainsaw Man. Yeah. And he doesn't talk about anime. Mm-hmm. You know they've had, like, Pochita plus plushies for a long time right you kind of want one now don't you yes (laughs) okay so chainsaw man in broad terms is about a very very poor kid who becomes part devil basically and then murders other devils before you do you want to know everything i knew about this before we started yeah sure go ahead okay have you heard of the anime no gun no life i have i've watched no gun no life have you no so you had no gun and thus no life sure my point being I thought Chainsaw Man was a derivative of No Gun, No Life. Not, like, necessarily, like, the same thing, but, like... No, it's it's actually a spinoff of No Gun, No Life. Like, how when when things get, like, really popular, you get... Yeah, like how you've had Isekai for, like, the past... Yeah. Ten years now. Sort of online. (laughs) Ever since Seo did it. Which is sad, because there were things they did beforehand and better, but whatever. Mm, There were things they did it beforehand. I don't know if they did it better. I would argue Dot Hack did it better. Dot Hack did not do it better. That anime is a train wreck and unwatchable. Dot Hack did it better. It still didn't do it well, but it did it better than Sayo. You have to play the video games to understand the story. Yes. They intentionally made a show that you couldn't just watch. Yes. Still better than Sword Art Online. Which was unintentionally a show you couldn't just watch. Exactly. One had intention behind it. Uh... So yeah, I thought it was like similar to No Gun No Life, and all I knew was that it was about a teenage boy mm-hmm. who I actually thought was like a young adult, like in his twenties. Yeah, who becomes a part chainsaw monster thing, as you do in your young twenties. Everyone goes through that phase, and then is used by the government as a weapon. I mean, not wrong. None of that, except that the derivative of No Gun No Life, is wrong. It's just a misrepresentation. But I had no idea there were like 
devils or demons or anything yeah. like that in this show. I, I thought it was all like sciencey shit that turned him into a chainsaw monster. And I thought, that's stupid. Nope. How does he exist now? What does he do with his hands? Have you not watched Edward Scissorhands? You learn to deal with it. Not, Name- w- not when they're chainsaws. Yeah, it's just, you know, instead of cutting the hair, you like do strawberry and stuff. You're a topiary expert, which apparently you can also do with scissors for hands. Really, Edward Scissorhands does a bad job of clarifying whether his hands are scissors or shears. They're closer to shears. Exactly, right? But that's not what we're talking about this time, though. You know. Is there an Edward Scissorhands show? I could get behind an Edward Scissorhands anime. It'd be weird. But would it be that weird? Because, like, I feel like that's literally what anime is. You know what? I kind of just want to see an anime of, like, every person that's been fused with, like, a weapon or, like, everyday object like that. So, like, Edward Scissorhands would be in it. Dingy from Chainsaw Man would be in it. We'd have our main character who never can't oh, remember from No Gun, it, No Life. It's like the Isekai anime where it's all in Yeah, but it's like, are you human and part bladed weapon or projectile weapon? Congratulations. Go. Oh, so the No Gun, No Life guy gets in. Yeah. Can you, I know we're supposed to be talking about Chainsaw Man, but can you, like, give me the DL on how the guy from No Gun, No Life works? Like, can he also change back into... No. That one is much more science. He's a weapon. Okay, but can he eat? Yes. Kinda. He smokes. <laughs> I don't remember him eating, but he does smoke, so I'm gonna go with yes. Can he talk? Yes. It's just like super body mods taken to like the top tier. Okay, so we should probably get to Chainsaw Man. But yeah, I just wanted to like, I know I said we should get to Chainsaw Man, but I just, I can't get over how insanely popular the manga for this is. Yeah, weirdly enough, a lot of the popularity I saw around it wasn't even really about the story. It was like, man, this character design is so cool. It was people like doing fan art and cosplay and have no bearing or understanding of the story. So when the anime came out, I saw a lot of people being like, man, I really don't like this manga. Akuma character that I drew fan art of, or that I wrote fan fiction of already, or I cosplayed as. So, I can understand the fan art and cosplay, right? Like, just from a character design point. I mean, mind you, I don't actually understand. I don't think yeah. her design's great, but I She don't. looks like a cinnamon roll, and I, I can tell that she isn't. Yeah. I would argue she doesn't even look like a cinnamon roll, in my opinion. A little bit. It's the braids that do it. Nah. But, look, they made the hair pink, and the options there are either cinnamon roll in a more slice of life thing, but this definitely isn't, or I'm gonna stab you with a knife a few times, because I own you. Isn't that Higurashi? I mean, I was literally making fun of Future Diaries. Oh, okay. I... And, you know, Gasai, who has ruined pink-haired characters for, like, everyone, really. And the overwhelming concept of Yandere's. But, I mean, Higurashi follows the same logic, yeah. Depending on your route in Higurashi. I don't I don't know about routes in Higurashi. I never played the game. I only read the manga. I mean, that's basically the same. Have you read all the different, like, versions of the manga? I read the entirety of the manga. Yeah, you know how there's branching, like, timelines? Yes. Those are basically your different routes. I was really confused by it when i first started like volume yeah, two or something yeah no it, the manga is basically here's what this route is but as manga it, there's like no great ending so it's like the one where less people die i read it at the same time i read it was Zamaki. one of those is substantially better than the other yeah and it's obviously higurashi i mean it has a game <laughs> it did Junji Ito doesn't have a game he doesn't even have an anime right i mean he does have an anime actually he has like two sorry that doesn't even have yeah, an Uzumaki anime. doesn't have an anime yeah it was doesn't even have an anime higurashi has two anime <laughs> right because the first one was so bad they had to remake it <laughs> the first one was so bad oh god the first one was so bad we should probably get it to chainsaw man i'm sorry for spinning us in the opposite direction yeah. i had something i was gonna go say but i totally forgot that line of thought so with chainsaw man we open up with first person camera yeah we have a young man like opening a door i remember what i was gonna say okay go it's in regards to art because you're talking about the fandom was like so excited about the character designs yeah. and stuff i know that manga art and anime art even like when they go to impersonate the style of the manga artist yeah there's also some differences yeah. i was like less than two minutes into this 
Yeah. And my brain was like, oh, Mappa. Yeah. Mappa is like my favorite animation studio. It's ridiculous how good their stuff looks all the time. They use CG so well that like there's a fight scene near the end of the first episode that uses CG quite frequently. Yeah. But it's so hard to tell when it is and when it isn't. The only way to really tell is if you've looked to notice the differences between the two a lot. And generally, in my opinion, a lot of time it comes down to like just looking at reflections and the way light's working on a 3D model. It always, in my opinion, most of the time, except for when it's like the best ever and you don't know until someone mentions that as 3D, is like the light's always just slightly different with the way it reflects or reacts to objects. So when you say like the best ever, you're talking about like Final Fantasy Spirits Within? No, I'm talking like Berserk. Every Berserk ever. <laughs> okay, so back to the anime. Like you said, we started a first person perspective. Yeah, it's, we see our main character. He's, you know. We don't know he's our main character. There is literally no way to tell what this dream sequence is. If this is the main character, if this is Makima, if this is the dog, the chainsaw dog, whose name I just True, true, but we see from first person, then we see someone reaching for a door. And then we are with our main character waking up and heading out to start his work day. So, you know, pretty, pretty easy to assume. It's, it's an assumption. It's dingy. You're making an assumption. I am. Whoever would have guessed in this show where we review two episodes of the show and assume the viability of it based on two episodes, I would make assumptions. <laughs> you know what they say about assumptions. I am an ass. This is known. Yeah, no. I also, the main character, like you said, his name is Dingy. Yes. D-E-N-J-I. I love that as his name because it like describes his entire atmosphere in this first episode. Yeah. He wakes up in like a small little shack. Calling it a shack is like... It is a tin shed it is a tin shed yes although it has more natural light than our apartment does and i'm kind of jealous now our apartment has more natural light than that we just don't let the light in specifically you don't <laughs> light is evil and i hate it also his apartment i don't think has any light fixtures in it apartment sorry also his tin shed also has like no light fixtures in it yeah which is also similar to our apartment that one's true <laughs> i mean the dining room kitchen and hallway have light fixtures and so do the bathrooms but the bedrooms and the living room no lights yeah no no gun no lights apartments are dumb man <laughs> so anyways we get a bit of dingy and his weird pet chainsaw dog thing walking Which, out of a forest to a like kind of country or road yeah it's he, paved but it's it's out and, out from the city yeah and we should like discuss our main character here he's got like blonde dirty hair and kind of scuffed up shoes and jeans he's super skinny like you can see mm -hmm. his ribs sticking out skinny he's wearing a like mid thighs like green almost army looking jacket coat and he has an eye patch yep and while he's walking with his dog chainsaw monster puchita mm -hmm. he's talking about how he makes about 60,000 yen a month doing timber work. Yeah. Which for everybody out there who doesn't speak yen, that's about 400 bucks a month. Yeah. Or if we do the quick messy calculations, you generally just like move it down to like the nearest hundred. So like 600, like you move two decimals over. Th doesn't work anymore. Yeah. No, the yen's fucked. At the beginning of this month, the end of October, the yen was at its historic low compared to the United States dollar. Yeah. Yeah. No, the yen's fucked now. It's currently 140 yen to $1. Yeah. Which breaks my mental math because when I watch anime or read manga or like play video games and she's like oh yeah you move the decimal place two spots over yeah because it's what you did for the longest fucking time but not anymore so as he's doing that he's just talking about his means to make money because he's basically talking about how he's in debt and the things he's doing to earn money to get out of it yeah so he sold a kidney that was 1.5 mm -hmm. million he sold an eye which 600, was 600 like, he sold a testicle maybe a hundred thousand he doesn't exactly remember and that's it hasn't put much of no he, that has put a huge dent in the 
38 million yen he owes. Yeah. And it's not his debt. We find out later it's his father's debt. Mm-hmm. And his father did the noble thing of dying and leaving all your debt to your children. Yeah. Of course, it's not like government or legal debt because most countries don't force that on their children. A lot don't, yeah. But it's debt to the Yakuza, so... Yeah, which, you know, probably a good thing to pay back if you don't want to die. Yeah. So, as he's walking and talking, we learn that the thing he makes the most money on in this, honestly, surprisingly good exposition, in my opinion, given the fact that it is telling and not showing. Yeah, no. Because it does a good job of showing as it tells. Yeah, and the thing he makes the most money on is devil hunting. Devils are worth about 300,000 for him. About 300,000 yen, yeah. So, roughly, like, two eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Well, no, sorry, roughly, like, half an eyeball. My bad. Yeah. So, then we get our opening, which is good. I enjoy it. It's a straight banger. The animation's brilliant. The music's brilliant. It's MAPPA, doing MAPPA's finest. Yeah. They're so, so good. A lot of the opening animation is spoilers i guess um it doesn't spoil the show spoilers of me telling you what it is it's basically just him hanging out with other people in the agency he ends up working for and they're kind of just hanging out obviously none of the slice of life stuff and stuff really happens in the anime because it never does i love the like shot of all four of them in like suits and like slow walking like reservoir dog style which is one of the very first scenes which so good well part of the reason i really enjoyed that it's great is we basically start the opening with dingy pulling the rip cord for the chainsaw on his chest which we'll get to that and time Basically stops. Oh yeah, he has a chance, and then it slowly picks back up. And um, then we get all the slice of last stuff, dope music, and then we are back into the episode. Yeah, and we get back to the episode, and he is just finished killing a tomato devil. Yes. And he's telling the guy that he was the money to that, that he should dispose of the seeds where the tomato devil will regrow. Yeah, burn them or else it'll grow back. And the guy offers him 400,000 yen for the devil. Yeah, but then he's like, however, you know, you got to pay interest so your, on what you're your already loan have. loan fee plus interest is 230,000 yen. That leaves you with 170,000 yen. But after finder's fees and all these other fees, and then we cut to him walking home. And Dingy's made about 70,000 off this. So roughly like 500 bucks now. Mm, yeah something like that yeah and then he has to you know pay his bills and stuff yeah he has to pay the water bill or it's going to get shut off that leaves him for the rest of the month 13 dollars yep eighteen thousand yen about 13 bucks 13 buckaroos mm-hmm. so um his plan for dinner for him and pochita his little devil dog thing chainsaw devil dog is to be what he calls carbivores which means they're gonna go home and eat a slice of bread half a slice of bread each yeah they can't even afford a slice of bread each but on the way home the yakuza guy that he owes the money to stops by in his car and like his driver makes dingy swallow a cigarette for a hundred yen doesn't make him offers him a hundred yen to swallow a cigarette yeah which is like 60 cents yeah to which he does get the money because he does do it there's a bit more to the scene before him but 60 cents according to dingy basically so that hundred yen is enough for three more days in a month is what he's saying when he's talking to pochita about it well yeah i mean if you're only eating like three slices of bread a day yeah and you can probably get a loaf of bread for about a buck fifty i mean it should be like at three slices of bread you could probably get like five or six days out of it yeah who knows but no wait there's 24 slices of bread so me are supposed to have american bread products about four days so yeah three days who am i to question dingy he knows japanese economy better than i do yeah but before that the old man and the driver are sitting in the car and the driver is talking to the old man the head of this yakuza or at least the portion of the higher-ups that is dealing with dingy and he asks him why they're even fucking paying dingy or putting up with him yeah so i've been shorthanding it to dingy owes the 
Yakuza 38 million. Yeah. But the way it seems, this guy isn't himself Yakuza. He's part of a smaller gang that also works for the Yakuza. I mean, he's Yakuza. He's just not like the head of a family, doesn't seem. He's like maybe a lieutenant. Well, it's because he the way he, he talks about the Yakuza as if they're a separate entity. I don't really think so. I think we just keep using the term Yakuza because, well, English speakers know that. And it's just they're standing for mob. And he, so he says the word Yakuza a lot in the English dub. Fair enough. So the guy explains to the driver, though, and thus to us, the audience, the reason why they have Dingy doing stuff. Yeah, the driver's like, does it really make sense for us to have him out there killing devils? Like, how does that actually benefit us? And the guy's like, well, normal devil hunters wouldn't sell their bodies to the Yakuza like this because it brings too much risk to them. But Dingy, he's a loyal dog. He'll do whatever you ask of him. Yeah, and then that's when the driver stops down and he's like, it's where he gets the idea to be like, I want to make this guy fucking eat a cigarette, like a half finished cigarette. Whatever I ask of him, I'll give you 60 cents if you swallow the cigarette which dingy doesn't do actually he takes a cigarette puts it in his mouth then the guy warns him about running off and then when the car pulls away he spits the cigarette back out yeah so assumingly the smart thing to do would be he gathered saliva in the bottom of his mouth put the cigarette out in it and then just held it to the side of his mouth yeah Yeah. so he then goes home Mm -hmm. and him and puchita are sharing a slice of bread while he talks to puchita he's like you know i just found out the other day puchita some people in fact most people have jam on their bread that sounds amazing and he's talking about how he would love to just like eat some bread with jam on it and share it with Pochita and you know like then after that maybe put the well, moves he, on a girl be charming get he, a girlfriend and then like play video games with her well not just yet because this that's after that's right now it's actually incredibly sad and sweet like mm-hmm. he's like you know what my dream would be like the perfect day some jam on some bread and split it with you and then like meet a girl charmer play video games all night and then hug each other like that yeah. like that's exactly like that's his dream yep actually wait you know you're right the video game thing is later he does talk about getting a girlfriend here and he talks about how it'd also be cool to score with a girl mm. but he's pretty sure that's not gonna happen like that yeah that doesn't make it into his dream day like what yeah but he doesn't talk about his dream day until later here yeah. he's talking about how he learned about the jam on bread coughs and coughs with some blood yeah okay and then he's like it'd be really cool before i died which is eating some jam on bread just a cool thing to do before i die and getting a girlfriend and maybe if i'm lucky getting laid before i die but i highly doubt either of those will happen so from there, after he's like, I probably won't ever get to do that before I die, though, we see, like, a flashback to him, like, at his, assumedly, father's grave. Yeah, and it's, like, the day after his father dies or something. Basically. Because he's standing there at his father's grave, and then the guy he owes money to pulls up and says, hey, you have till tomorrow to give me 700,000 yen. Care how you do it? You could prostitute yourself out for all I care. But if we don't get the money, we're gonna chop you up and sell your body parts. I mean, at first, the guy almost seems like he's gonna be nice about it, because he seems to be lamenting with Jinji that, man, it- kind of sucks that your dad hung himself without ever paying a single installment of his debt. Yeah, you owe me 700000 yen by tomorrow or else I'm gonna fucking kill you. So after he drives off, like, Dingy's standing there and he's crying. His father had just killed himself. Cue chainsaw noises. And he turns around and sees a tiny chainsaw devil. And like, a tiny, I mean, he can pick it up and wield it as a chainsaw. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, go ahead and kill me. I'm dead anyways. But then he notices that the chainsaw devil is hurt and... It almost looks like he got shot with buckshot. Yeah. And so he lets the chainsaw devil eat some of him because human blood heals devils and in doing so he creates a pact with the devil the chainsaw devil will help him survive because he helped the chainsaw devil survive yep and so then we see the chainsaw devil here being puchita yeah so then we cut to an alley where we see like a dead devil small devil bodies flop down and we see then a young dingy holding puchita the devil and demon he, chainsaw he's just thing saying, let me kill devils for you yeah hire me to kill devils and then we're back to the present and this is where dingy talks about like how he his perfect date would he, be eating yeah, jam he's, he'd have been trying to sleep and then but, he's 
he's like, I'm too hungry to sleep. And he's like, and, and then when I can't sleep, I think about money. Yeah. And then he's like, but if I could dream, I would just dream of the perfect dream, having some bread with jam, charming a girl, playing video games all night, and then falling asleep, hugging each other. Yep. Like that's his perfect dream. So as he's lamenting that, he gets a knock on the door and it's the guy in charge of Dingy. My first thought was like, the fuck dude, can't you give the guy a little time to sleep? He literally just killed a devil for you like earlier today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, got a devil for you to kill Dingy. Let's go. I mean, you say that's like the first thing you thought, which is conveniently the first thing Dingy thought too, because as he's driving in the car, Dingy laments that they can't even give him any time to dream. Yeah. Yeah. So Dingy's driven out to a remote warehouse and he's walking around with the old man and he's just like, I don't see any devils maybe they left um and then the old man's like you know denji we've always appreciated you you're a good worker you're like a loyal dog you know what i can't stand the smell i mean there's a fun thing i enjoyed the line where he's talking he's like you're like a loyal dog you always do what's asked of you and like a good dog you do it for cheap treats yeah but you know what i never liked about dogs the stench and then the other guy from the car earlier in the day stabs a katana through his chest. And Pochi. Right through Pochita, like, comes out right underneath Pochita's mouth. Yep. And then they both, and this is actually a brilliant scene in, like, the animation. Dingy, like, coughs blood, and then we cut to Pochita, who also coughs blood, but somehow looks adorable coughing blood. Yeah. Goddamn, Pochita's adorable. And then we find out that the Yakuza man decides, eh, you're basically dead anyways. Allow me to explain my big bad evil plan, by which he just means why I betrayed you. Apparently, there is a devil in the warehouse yeah fire on the mountain run boy run and like dingy did like eight years ago they've also the yakuza in general apparently this branch of yakuza this well not branch this yakuza group because it's yakuza is just basically another word for mob or mafia or gang whoever would have guessed but there's only one mafia uh-huh there's only one mob yeah in the big names but they've decided they'll also make a contract with the devil for more power they didn't really like think through the terms of their deal they were just like we want more power and the devil was like cool i can give you more power and and we learn that they didn't think of their terms here because we see what looks like a tentacle, which it is actually, sneak up the guy's coat and then pull him back to the shadows and then leaning forward just like this weird half torso, but with no arms or head. And, and like three faces in the torso. Yeah. And then just like a weird floppy like muscle and artery equivalent of tentacles underneath it, holding it up, holding it, and it introduces itself as the zombie devil. And then, yeah, it, it gave the Yakuza power, but the it way- away, It took away their free will. Yeah, the way it gives people power is by turn them into zombies because it's the zombie devil and because it's the zombie devil it controls zombies Duh. so a deathly injured dingy and carrying puchita makes a mad dash for the exit of the warehouse yeah because the devil is just like yeah you know what sucks you've made a living off of killing devils and <laughs> my only goal is to kill every devil hunter so, so i'm gonna have these things stab you to death and well, cut you into little pieces specifically it says i'm gonna have them chop you to pieces and throw you in that dumpster yes and so dingy takes off running and he makes it ever so close to the exit like mm-hmm. just a couple more seconds that he would have been to the exit of the building although that wouldn't have helped him because he would still been chased by zombies there's a car outside yeah but like we don't know they could have left the keys in there the, the, the like idea that the animation here is like he's almost made it yeah and then he, a zombie grazes at the back of his shirt with a hand and he yells at it and jerks his shoulder forward and stumbles a bit farther away and then one hits him with a pipe well then that same one rears back again but this time with the hand with like oh, yeah, cleaver in it yeah. which you know has more reach now and then cleaves from like the back of his shoulder to his spine and he stumbles falls and then they all just kind of swarm on top of him and dingy's dead end of anime yeah
So Denji's dead, and we cut to brutally murdered. We do see most of it. Yeah, and so we cut to a flashback of Denji and Puchita cutting down some trees. I mean, before we cut to any flashback, we do see that the devil held up on its promise because we see inside the dumpster, and we see that Denji's head is not attached to his torso, his arms aren't attached to his torso, and that Puchita has been chopped in half. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to the flashback. Yes. Yeah. So we cut to the flashback, and Denji is chopping down trees with Puchita, doing some lumber work, and yeah. he's like, and they're resting and eating some bread on top of a stack of freshly cut logs and Digi's like I heard some devils have the ability to take over human bodies after they're dead if yep. you can do that Petrita when I die because I, I think I'm gonna die I think a devil's gonna kill me at some point I'm not making it out of this basically I want you to have my body and then you can take it and you can go live and just have live a normal life but, just make sure to do that after I'm buried so the Yakuza doesn't follow you yeah and then we cut back to the dumpster and Dingy's body is slowly piecing itself back together because as we faded to the flashback we did so by panning down to Pochita and we saw a drip of Dingy's blood land in his mouth. Yes. And Dingy's body is being pulled back together through like, it's the- It's a cable wire. It's the chain of a chainsaw is what it is. It looked like the cable wire to me for like the pull string. I, I'm pretty sure it's the chain from the chainsaw. And it's like stitching it's the part body of a back chain, together. It's chainsaw parts. And it's stitching Dingy back together and he climbs out of the dumpster. Well, he snaps awake and climbs out of the dumpster realizing he's alive still. Yeah. And he's also got a ripcord now in his chest. Yeah. Well, we don't see that part. We see him being pieced back together, and then we see Pochita and Denji together in the dumpster again, mm. and it's bright, and neither are injured, and Pochita's sitting on his chest. Okay, yes, I forgot about this part. And this is where Denji's asking Pochita if he's going to take over his body, and Pochita replies, like, actually talks, and it's just like, no, I'm going to give you my heart so you can live, but in exchange for that, I just, I want you to live your dreams and just share the experience with me. And then Denji doesn't get a chance to answer, and we see, like, Pochita, like, fuse into his chest. This scene strongly reminds me of of the end of Parasite. Yeah, where Migi just, like, says whatever his fuck. Yeah, and he's like, you don't owe me anything. Just live your best life. Yeah, basically just that. Also, but, like, Miggy's fading away. Miggy's quote-unquote, death. Much more saddening than Puchita's. Be- yeah, because you've been through, like, 26 because, fucking episodes. Because we've known Puchita for, like, all of 14, 15 minutes, and Miggy becomes, like, one of the central characters, is the central character of Parasite. Yeah, so then Miggy. we get Genji popping up out of the dumpster, and he has a pull cord in his chest, and um, he's face-to-face with a bunch of zombies again. The zombie devil's like, how are you still alive? This is what I hate about devil hunters. You're always so persistent. Yeah, and Genji's not really paying attention to that, because Genji is thinking about how he basically fucking hates everyone here and resents them, because they want more than they had in life, which is why they got this power. Uh, yeah. This is so I cheated. I've watched all four English dubs episodes of Chainsaw Man at this point. It's or, fine. I've read the first ninety-eight chapters. Um, my favorite part of Chainsaw Man, sorry. and it's in this episode too, is the like undercurrent of theming that, that like goes into it. Yeah. Because here he steps out of the dumpster and he's like, "These people had good lives. Yeah, they were doing a lot better than I was, and they couldn't be happy with that. They had to have more." And then he's like, "Wait, wait. wait I was I, happy with Pochita. Pochita made me happy, and I wanted more." So he's coming to this realization that like. Part of human nature is always to just not be, not be completely satisfied and want more out of your life. Yeah, and but he feels bad about it, and now he's going to kill a bunch of zombies and the demon. Yeah, devil. so he pulls the ripcord in his chest, and then his arms and head become chainsaws. Well, no, he pulls the ripcord in his chest. Nothing happens. Like oh, okay. he yells okay. about how he's not going to do it. Strikes a cool pose as he pulls the chainsaw ripcord. Nothing happens. He gets piled on by devils. No, the zombie devil. So no, deep no, by no, zombies. Not nothing happens. He pulls the chainsaw ripcord, and like you hear a. Like, like the startup noise of a chainsaw. You hear like a failing grind to start. Yeah. Like, and it, then, like it fails. Like you, you pull the cord and you hear like a sputter and then you're like, man, fuck. 
And the zombie devil's like, eat him this time. Let's yeah, see, see him you... come back from that. So they all pile on top. Then they're all just there. And the zombie devil's like, man, that was easy. And then they all get cut in half. Because now he's Chainsaw Man. So he's got a chainsaw forming in like the middle of a forearm down in between his main fingers. Not yeah, like, like if you were doing the um, Star Trek thing. Live long and prosper hands, but with a chainsaw in between your fingers. And then his head is now also a chainsaw. Like yeah, the, he's the got... head is actually a chainsaw block. And then coming out of that is a chainsaw blade. Yep. And then he has really sharp teeth. Yeah, really sharp, pointy teeth. And then we get an awesome, like, bit of him just murdering shit. And it looks really good. This is the part where there's definitely some 3D CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it looks fantastic. I saw a lot of, like, warning labels for the amount of gore in Chainsaw Man. Uh, there is quite a bit in this episode. Yeah, and, like, that's a thing. Okay, so one of the big reasons I wanted to review Chainsaw Man was to talk about the idea of hype cycles. Yeah. Because, like I said, I thought this anime came out two years ago because of how overhyped it was being. And no matter how good I think it is, and I do think it's good, it was overhyped. It was like the Doctor Whoist levels of hype. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know what I mean, (laughs) rewind your mind to 2011, 2013, and like the hype surrounding Doctor Who. Look, if you were in school at any point, whether that be like, I would say middle school to like college, you knew someone who was a self-abscribed Whovian. It wasn't just they were a Whovian. Who was a central aspect of their personality. Supernatural also had this kind of fandom. Yeah, yeah. And the overhyping of stuff to a certain extent is fine. I would have never watched Supernatural if like 6,000 people hadn't told me Supernatural was the greatest thing ever. I watched about half of Supernatural. It's not the greatest thing ever. That's Being Human, the literal best live action television show ever made. About Um, Supernatural beings. But it is why I ended up watching Supernatural. But with Chainsaw Man, the hype cycle started before it like ever even entered anime development yeah basically it's like the hype cycle that preceded no man's sky yeah yeah i would agree although chainsaw man could have never like disappointed people as much as no yeah so where where are you going with the original point though i just wanted to talk about the concept of hype cycles because that felt like something we could talk about the end of the episode discussion which was literally in like a scene and a half yeah Yeah, that's why i was asking where you were going with it killed a bunch of things cg looked good blood and gore you heard a bunch about oh yeah so but like with the overhype all i heard about was like how gory bloody it was how gory and bloody it was and like how cool the characters looked and like i knew nothing like i said nothing about the actual show my concept of what the show was was technically correct yeah the best kind of correct but it wasn't accurate and like the overhype and like the goriness for goriness sake yeah kind of like pushed me away from it understandable and I don't like. I think it's ever since I actually started watching Who originally. Mm-hmm. This overhyping of media properties is one of the quickest things to make me go, "No thanks." Yeah, no, maybe, that's normally my thing. That's maybe like, later, I don't watch it. and it's strictly because when something gets that overhyped, you can't tell what is actually like going to like true basis of what the thing is, and what is just the fandom being fandom. Yeah, exactly. I understand that completely. But anyways, back to this fight. Fight's over. He murders the zombie devil. There's not like there's blood and gore to it, and then we see a car pulling up. It has three people to get out well two no, guys in suits so he kills the zombie devil and there's still a bunch of zombies left yeah and he comes to the realization that if he kills all these zombies he no longer has any debt there's nobody to enforce it he's free yeah and so he goes on a murder spree killing more zombies yeah yeah now and then a car shows up three people get out and two guys in suits and a woman in a suit she has pink hair and some yellow eyes with some red to them red circles yes they walk into the warehouse and like oh shit someone beat us the zombie devil and then one of the guys is like hey that devil's still alive yeah so the woman, the woman walks up to it and looking at it like huh you she 
actively sniffs the air. Yes, I was about to say yeah. that. And she says that they smell neither like a human nor a devil. So she asks Dingy if he's the person behind all this, but all he says is hug me and starts to fall backwards. So she catches him and we see all the chainsaw features like melt away, literally melt away. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you're a human. And then she's like, I'm a devil hunter with the public safety devil hunters. And then she gives him the option to either be killed like a devil or kept as her pet. Yeah. And she specifically tells the other people that he's human. They ask if there's any signs that he's possessed. She says, if there were, I could see them on his face. And yeah, then they all get in a car and that's the end of the episode. The episode ends actually before they get in the car. No, they get in the car. His stomach growls and she says they're going to get breakfast. He asks what breakfast would be. And she mentions like a bunch of normal shit, but does mention that bread with butter and jam. And he says, that's awesome. And then the episode ends yeah, because okay. we pull back to the hey <laughs> everything's kind of fucked up but you're getting bread with jam now yeah okay that's right so that's the end of episode one which we forgot to say the name of it's a man and his chainsaw mm. i have the name here give me dog and chainsaw episode one was entitled dog and chainsaw yeah yeah so i think you already covered your thoughts yeah I, something i didn't mention is this is available on both crunchyroll in its original japanese with subtitles and then a bunch of different dubs french portuguese english spanish probably yeah. forgetting something I think there was a German one, but I'm not sure if I saw that right. And then it's also available on Hulu. Subtitle only. Just the sub, yeah. yeah. So that's there's multiple ways to watch it if you want to watch it legitimately. Yep. Also, ending slaps. It's it's good. Between these two episodes, they both have different ending themes and different ending animations. Ending theme two's the better of them. This one is so good. I love this ending theme so much. I mean, it's much. great, but I like the second one more. The second one has a fantastic bass line. It's got a jazzy bass line that's cool, but this is the better song. I disagree. Anyways, though, so your thoughts on episode one? I assume most of it's just about the hype stuff, but it was good. Yeah, it's good. It It's really fast. Like, it's an anime, so the episode's only like 22, 23 minutes, but it's fast 22, 23 minutes. It's also a show in action anime so that doesn't always mean it's fast no but it, it does give more bearing to that looking at you dragon ball z and it's an action intro basically they are pushing all the action into the first episode that way you get into it because fun fact episode two very little action we're about to get into it yeah i don't think he actually chainsaws up again until like episode three or four definitely um, not episode two but so my thoughts are that uh the show's good i would definitely watch another episode i would also watch more the animation's fantastic i expect nothing less from mappa there there have, of course, been bad Mappa animations. There's been bad Mappa anime, but not like because the animation. Name one. I can't off the top of my head, but I know there have been. Even Days, which is not a good anime, still looks crisp and clean. This is a particular one I'm thinking of, but I can't remember the name. Their first anime was Kids in the Slope, and they have not disappointed. They did Attack on Titan seasons one through three, and they're doing the back two parts of the last season of, of Attack on Titan. They did God of High School, which is has some of the prettiest anime fights, despite being a terrible anime. Like, I can't think of a bad anime they've done, animation-wise. Okay, I guess the animation's not bad on it, but I don't like TQ. It's It might just be the art style that I dislike. TQ is also one of the first series they ever did. It's, yeah. It's literally right after Kids on the Slope. That, and that I does think, track, And yeah. I think TQ was an original. They didn't have art to base it off of. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I just remember Sigiri and being like, eh. Look, I think, like, studio loyalty and stuff is really, like, weird, and, like, brand loyalty is weird. Oh, yeah, like... But MAPPA <laughs> just... They hit home runs on animation 9.5 times out of 10. Yeah, I would give you that probably. Like, I'm not saying they're bad ever. Like, their animation's fantastic. I was just like, there's a few things I think of where I wasn't happy with it, but now that I'm I think it's mostly just the art that I'm not a huge fan of. The thing they do best, though, is OPs and endings. Jesus Christ. They do. Dude. They do really, really good with those. They kill OPs and endings so hard. And I think Chainsaw Man is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of my foreknowledge of episodes three and four here. Chainsaw Man is a really interesting addition to MAPPA's opening and ending 
Indians because every Indian is different so far. Which is wild. That's wild. It's a waste of money, but it's wild. It's so good. So, into episode 2, which is entitled Arrival in Tokyo, we start with dingy and the woman riding in the car being driven by one of the other two guys yeah they're sitting in the back together she asks his name after his stomach growls and kind of like draws her attention because they're both kind of just staring out the car before that so she asks his name finds out it's dingy she basically says he's her pet dog now and that he can only answer her in dog noises or with the word yes he does not have the right to say no anymore yeah because a disobedient dog gets put down those are her words not mine yeah I mean, that's a bit into the episode. Um, we pick back up in the, in the car. The, this is all while well, they're in the car because he wolfs later. Like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, thinking right. of when he actually goes, I do, woof, I do. Woof. You're right. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. So after she basically explains that, yeah, I'm keeping you as a pet, Digi is pretty upset. He's like, treating me like a fucking pet to think I thought I liked this woman. But then she's like, so we're going to stop at the rest stop and get food. And he's like, I have no money. And she's Not, like, nothing for me. I don't have money. And she's like, that's cool. I'll pay for you. Anything you want. And he's like, she's an angel. Well, no, he's like, no, at first he's like, but he has no response because I think he's too speechless in his head. Yeah, and then he's like, also here, put this on and hands him her jacket because he has no shirt because um he was stabbed and cut up into lots of pieces and then he chainsawed. Yeah, so that's where he's like. Oh my god, she's perfect, she's amazing. I think I love her. Yeah, because like, and you have to remember, Dingy is a person who's had very limited human interactions since his yeah. father died. He, he literally says, no one's ever been this nice to me, especially someone as attractive as her. He's like, people usually tell me I'm stinky and I'm filthy and they want nothing to do with me. So Dingy has spent about eight years to a decade of his life. He's 16 here. And he was like eight, his, I think, when his dad, dad died. Between, he was between six and eight years old. Yeah. Uh, I don't have an exact age for that. But like, so he's been about a decade of him being treated treated like shit by everybody living on his own having nobody around to support him the only people he actually socializes with are Yakuza members who... Like, War Yakuza members. They're dead now. Yeah, who use him. Then his pet chainsaw dog, which is also gone now. Like, yeah. he's had nobody. And then suddenly this woman shows up. And, well, yeah, she's telling him he's not human. He's not worthy of being seen on the same level as her. She is treating him more like a human than anybody else ever has. Yeah. There, There is also a brief moment here in the car where he gets sad because she basically, as she's talking to him about a pet, and he's like, this woman treated me like a dog. His brain then remembers, oh, yeah, my dog is dead yeah he has this weird like dyssynchronous thought in his head where he's like she's acting like i'm a dog and then he's like oh yeah but i treated pochita like amazing so yeah being a pet doesn't mean that you get treated like shit yeah. but like, so basically the moment he declares his love for her in his brain we get our opening it is really interesting to me though how somebody who can treat somebody as if they're subhuman yeah but still in some cases that is the best that person's ever been treated in their life and like that's the case in this anime for dingy yeah but it's also true in real life and it's why like people get into toxic relationships yes. and stay in them yes it is and it's horrible. terrifying and horrible but like god i love this anime fuck mm. so we pick back up after our opening which is the same and they are now eating on a bench outside and oh, mm, no they're, they order udon he orders udon and sausage on a stick she orders the udon curry yeah but he passes out from blood loss and exhaustion before he can eat and then they're at a bench getting ready to eat and she asks him if he thinks he's capable of eating by himself and i can't tell if he actually thinks he can or if he's just like playing it up but 
Well, actually, sorry, but before that, before basically he lets him eat, she has to interrogate him. Yeah. So he passes out from it. When he wakes up, she asks him how he became the weird chainsaw man thing that he is. So, you know, he goes through explaining what happened in the first episode. He's like, well, Pochita died and then we kind of fused together and now I'm this chainsaw bro. And she's like, that's weird. There's not a lot of precedent for stuff like that. This we should mention is all before he passes out. Yeah. And before he actually eats. So this is after they order food before Mm -hmm. he passes out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because he almost passes out here. And he, he is where we basically learn that it's pretty much probably due to blood loss because he's like, no, nah, I did lose a lot of blood. Yeah. So then he passes out from what he thinks is blood loss and exhaustion. And eventually, well, she does tell him that, well, your your pet dog's not dead. Yeah. He, he's inside of you. Literally, I can smell both devil and human. He's literally your heart now. Literally part of you. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he is taking the form of your heart. So once he wakes up after passing out, he asks her if this is also where he asks her name, right? Or is that? Uh, he asks it after, after they eat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Because he's he's about to comment how fucking cool it is that his pet dog is now it literally inside his chest. Passes out, wakes up, and he's like, "Hey, can I eat?" And she asks him if he needs help eating. Yeah. Like I can't tell if he's like legitimately like, "Oh yeah, actually, I'm so exhausted that eating would be impossible," or if he's like, "Oh wait, she's offering to feed me." Yes, please. Yeah. He he seems to contemplate it for a moment, and he's just like, "I don't think I can." So. She literally feeds him. And then he makes dog barking noises. Because throughout the entire time she's feeding him, she repeatedly reminds him that, oh, you're such a good pet. You're like a well-trained, loyal dog. And he literally barks. You're such a good boy. Mm -hmm. And then he asks her name and she tells us that her name is Makima. Yep. Then she then asks her what kind of men she's into. And like she takes a moment to reply. She is the most manipulative. Mm -hmm. Because her reply is, hmm, right now, I think I'm into the dingy kind of man. Dingy type guy. Dingy type guys, yeah. And then we hear in Dingy's head, he goes, dude, that's me. And then we see the two of them walking down a street and Dingy's just replaying the conversation in his head. So, and he pauses to reply to the conversation in his head and then say it out loud to her that Miss Makima, I think I mean to you too. He says it out loud, but she's continued walking because he just randomly stopped on the fucking sidewalk. Yeah. So I'm going to get into this while we're here. Do it. Because she, as we're going to find out here in a minute is the head of a government, like, subsection of a government agency. Tokyo Devil Hunters Division 4 or something like that? Yeah, Division 4. Safety Division 4. Yeah. And is reasonably in her mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah, at least. And she is literally treating this boy as if he's a pet. Uh Uh-huh, and he is 16. And manipulating him. Yes. This is like... And then gives him a job. Yeah. And he has no education, hasn't had an education, assumedly since he was 6 or 8. So... This is like textbook grooming, yeah? Like, yes. A little fucked up. <laughs> oh, more than a little. So, Dingy catches up with Makima and she's showing him the it, Tokyo headquarters for devil hunters. Yes. Which is where they are. They head inside and she's explaining that there's like over a thousand devil hunters in Japan. But um, the devil hunters of the Tokyo, like, department mm-hmm. of devil hunters, the like government official ones, have all the best perks. They get more paid time off. They, they get more time off. They get holidays. Mm-hmm. They, get, they get better pay in general. Better retirement plans and insurance and... And as she's talking about that, Dingy's brain starts to wander and he's thinking about how, man, Miss Makima's totally into me. I definitely have a shot with her. And then from there, which they're in an elevator going up at this point, they've walked through the lobby. We then cut to her handing him some clothes and she says, put these on. You've got all that, right? And he's like, what? Yeah, sure. Zone out completely. Too busy thinking about how he totally has a chance with his new boss. And it's similar to the outfit she was wearing. Black pants, white button-up t-shirt. Tie. Although, although his doesn't have a jacket. Yeah, no jacket, but it does have a tie. Yep. So once he's changed, she introduces him to Aki Hayakawa. Yes. Who is another co-worker of Dingy's now and also an, an 
another underling of hers. And he will be shadowing Aki today. Yep. He freaks out because he's like, I thought I was going to be working with you. But da, 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 da. Yeah. And Aki's just like, <laughs> no, she's way out of your league, like responsibility wise. And like he's throwing a fit, but she's like, hey, if you do well, maybe eventually we'll work together. Mm-hmm. So he's all excited all of a sudden and he gets dragged out to go on patrol with Aki. And so while him and Aki are just walking through Tokyo, he asks him, like, Is hey, Miss Makima a good person? No, for, no, he just asks if she's single here. Oh, uh, yeah, Good yeah, person's yeah. after. You're right, you're right. And Aki's like, hey, actually follow me into this alley. I have something to show you. And then proceeds to beat the shit out of Dingy in the alley. Yep. Because it, he's like, look, people that join the Devil Hunters for no good reason, like, I don't know, following here just to try to shoot your shot with Miss Maki uh, is a bad idea. Most people like that who don't have a strong, good reason to be a Devil Hunter die he doesn't say most he specifically says all yeah all people who don't have good reasons to be devil hunters are dead that's they what die. happens they just die they they can't survive it they don't make it they don't have a good reason and he says quit now or tomorrow beat the shit out of you again yeah and so he spits his cigarette out onto dingy's chest and spits on the cigarette and turns yeah. to walk away and then dingy gets up and kicks him in the balls seven times yes like kicks him the guy falls down and then proceeds to keep kicking him and the entire time that he's kicking him no, so the best part is after he's down and he kicks him the full seven times he goes you didn't lie you were going easy on me because Aki mentioned that he was going easy on him by beating him up now and like yeah. forcing him to quit instead of like risking his life mm-hmm. and Dinji's like you weren't lying you were going easy on me because whenever I fight a guy I aim for the nuts true arguably more importantly though yeah. the entire time he's doing this he's yelling at Aki like this is the f- first day anyone's treated me like an actual person i was given bread i was was given food i had udon i had sausage i had sausage for the first time udon for the first time too yeah which i assume these aren't actually for the first time he probably had them when he was a lot younger but Uh, maybe not his father father was apparently neglectful and in a lot of yeah yeah but it's entirely possible he actually had these before but like in recent living memory in at least a decade yeah yeah and just like i will die before i give up this life and then he kind of steps back and like hesitates like maybe Maybe I wouldn't die for oh, it. Like, he also like... fixes his tie now, which was not tied before this. As he's standing above him saying he'll die for this, he takes his tie and adjusts it, which just is like a really cool shot because I shot it from underneath. He's fixing this tie that was a mess before and there's blood splattered on his shirt from where he got yeah. beat up. Um, and as he's doing this, Aki stands back up and like shoulder checks him and then punches him. Yeah. And Denji just like, after taking the punch, kicks him in the nuts again. And Aki falls down. And Aki goes, you weren't, you weren't kidding. Yeah. Yep. And then we cut to Denji and Aki standing in Makima's office. Standing is a strong word. Denji has dragged Aki back and is holding him over his shoulder. Yes, and he reports that Aki got attacked by a nut demon. Nut devil. There are nut no, devil, sorry. There yes. are no demons. They're all devils. A nut devil who just kicked the shit out of his balls. Yep. And then Aki's like, he totally made that up. Made all that up. And Makima's just like, well, it sounds like you two are getting along together. It looks like you're great. It's going to be um, great that you guys are working together now. Yeah, and sh- they both, like, argue that they can't work together. And she's like, well, you guys sound like you're on the same page. Yeah. Dingy's like, I could never work with him. And Aki's like, I'd rather work with with a garbage can. And she's like, sounds like you're both on the same page. Great. Yeah. She then explains that Dingy's important because not only is he a human, but he can also change into a devil. Yeah. And, like, this makes Aki disgusted. He's, like, even yeah, more he, sure he doesn't want to work with him now. He's protesting. He's like, I already have a lot of problems in my unit. And she's like... I told you when I gave you this that it was an experimental unit. And then she explains that Denji doesn't have a choice but to work there. If he does 
doesn't, he'll be killed because he's a devil. Yep. If he disregards any orders that they give him, he'll be killed because he is a devil. And he's like taken aback by this and he's like, uh, and she just tells him, it means we're working together until death. Until death do us part. Yep. They then go on to... Oh, for sure, they're walking along the streets together. Yeah, they go on a call to kill a fiend. Oh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. They do that the next day. Here, it's Dingy and Aki going back to Aki's place because Dingy is now living with Aki because it's easier for Aki to keep an eye yeah, on him. Yeah, that's right. And this is where Dingy asks if Miss Makima is a bad person. And Aki's like, how could she be? She saved my life. And then we just kind of get flashbacks of her being nice to Dingy. And Dingy's like, yeah, she is nice. I hope I can hug her again one day. And Aki freaks out. Aki he, freaks the fuck out. You see, obviously has a thing for Makima. Yeah. But like, he's never acted on it in any way. He's, he is like the, the perfect preppy kind of guy. Who- yeah, there's this really great example of what I'm assuming is actively chosen as a choice here. Not to match lip flaps because we don't pay attention to the lips in this part of the scene mm, that yes. I'm about to talk about. In the office, when Makima's explaining everything to Aki. That Dingy can turn into a devil he asks if she is being serious with him at this time yeah are you being serious with me right now as of right now yeah are you being serious with me at this time as of right now something like that a long-winded, much more polite way to say, are you fucking with me? Or are you being real? Like, which shows that he is a more formal person in a really, really easy way. Because Japan is weird and has, like, informal and formal language that is quite different. And- like, Japanese as a language is actually, like, four languages that stack on top <laughs> of each other. And at the lowest level, you have, like, family and friend common language Japanese. And at the highest family level... Family and extremely close friends. And at the highest level, you have, like, ritual and prayer and like high business dealing Japanese. Yeah, that seems to be kind of the way he's assumedly talking to her. And like the fact that they managed to translate that into English by making his sentence structure here tilted and a little bit weird is brilliant. Yeah. It's a goddamn brilliant move. It's honestly a great translation that really keeps the spirit of his speech. So at Aki's house, Dingy finally fulfills his lifelong dream. And by lifelong, I mean like three or four days long dream now because he only recently heard about it. Yeah, because um, he wakes up, it's the next day, and he's he's making some breakfast. Which is toast yep. with jelly and butter and honey and marmalade and cinnamon. I think it was apricot jam, apple jam, orange marmalade, honey, and then some cinnamon sugar to finish it all off. Yes. And he is super fucking happy. And also he's made quite the mess. Yeah, so... Which we see Aki being extremely irritated about. Once he eats this, they head out on their route and they're called to a house that has well, a fiend. Well, we, we do see more of them in the place because we see him taking forever in the bath because he's never had a bath yes, in his right. place or a shower, assumedly. And he's just kind of like drumming on the side of the bathtub, being super happy, cheering, like singing, and Aki's getting frustrated. He also passes out on the toilet because he definitely did not have a toilet in that shack either. And we just see him enjoying everyday amenities yes basically yep. and then they're out on patrol yep so then they're they're out on patrol and they go to this residence where there's a fiend and yes. so Dingy's like asking Aki what a fiend is because he doesn't, he, he doesn't know exactly the difference between a fiend and a devil he's been killing devils and Aki's like they teach you this stuff in school and Dingy's like yeah um. I didn't go to school man so Aki explains that a fiend is what happens when a devil takes over a corpse of a human which is essentially what Dingy told Puchita Puchita could do but instead Puchita didn't do yeah and Dingy's like, well, then how can you tell them apart? And Aki's like, it's pretty obvious. And then oh. we open the door 
into the apartment. Specifically, Denji goes, doesn't that make me a fiend? And Aki's like, no, you're not a fiend. You're something else. Yeah. And Denji's like, well, what's the difference? And he goes, you can, you'll tell when you can see their face. Yeah. And, and he opens the door and it's clearly like a distorted person. It looks like he's wearing a kabuki mask. The eyes have like rings in the collar part of it. The iris. Yep. And it's got like beetle fangs on its face. Yeah. And it's very kabuki theater-esque mask yeah. in my opinion. It's all these human things, but have been exaggerated a bit with more some more animalistic things added to it. Yep. And so Aki tells Dingy to transform and kill it. Instead, Dingy takes it and kills it with an axe that he has. Yeah, because ever since he started going on patrols, Dingy has been carrying around like a little hatchet. Yeah. He's a hatchet man. And so he kills this fiend pretty quickly and pretty painlessly. One shot to the neck, cuts mm-hmm. its head off. And Aki's irritated that he killed it so quickly. And Dingy goes, well, when I use my powers, things get really messy really fast. And I wanted it to be... Quick and painless. Because he basically explains the idea like felt badless for the guy. So Aki, angry and upset, shoves Dingy against the window. And he's like, just stop synthesizing with them. A bunch of devils killed my family. Those guys down there, we see some cops. He's like, they're working the best to protect their families from... From their these families monsters. and their communities from these things. When I, I kill a devil, I make sure it's slow and that it suffers. Yeah. It implies slash vaguely hints that that's how he's going to kill Dingy. And so Aki says, and you're out here trying to make friends with them. And Dingy goes, yeah, if one wanted to be my friend, I would. I have no friends. Yeah. And like Aki shoves him and walks off, but like... I think that actually gets to Aki a little bit. Yeah. Because Aki also seems to not have friends. Like, I would agree, yeah. We both have the advantage of like a little bit more knowledge than we should have for these two episodes. Yeah. Aki seems like a person who's also kind of like out of like the bounds of normal society. Um, I would argue most devil people probably, hunting demons slash devils would probably be out of normal yeah. touch. And so like it kind of like eggs him because he also is like, well, I probably don't have very many friends either. But Denji specifically has never had friends, never had people treat him with, with kindness. Yeah. And so if a d- devil was like, hey, you want to be friends? Yeah, obviously going to be like, yeah. Like, and like, I, Dingy isn't going to be like, yeah, cool. We can be friends. I'll help you like eat people. But like, if the devil was like, hey, you want to be friends? I won't eat people. I mean, I don't think he'd even have an objection if it was eat people, but like he wouldn't help with it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, that's fair. But like. So, anyways, the episode then cuts to Dingy and Aki in Mazima's office. Nope. No? No. Sorry, yeah, there's a, there's a bit here. I mean, the bit's actually kind of important for yeah, character motivations. Yeah, it's Dingy being a perv. Yeah, Dingy uh, kind of reveals to himself the real reason he didn't kill this guy so quickly by turning into a chainsaw man. Which, he didn't lie to Aki. He it does say- get messy, and that's why he didn't want to do it. But he didn't want to do it because he saw a stash of porn mags, and he wanted them. Just as the same mags, but for all of the people who are, like, not from a time period where paper media existed commonly he means magazines yes and so then he takes a moment to like kind of reflect on like how much stuff he's done recently that's kind of been some of his dreams already do because he takes a moment to like kind of remember pochita and everything and at this point he's wondering if aki's like doing things to fill his own dreams if what aki's dreams are basically mm-hmm. and he's even thinking about like makima's dreams and stuff and then he gets distracted by the fact that he really really wants makima to hold him again or maybe better yet he could touch makima's chest so the conclusion he comes to here is that everybody has dreams that they're working towards. Yes, like Aki told him he should have a dream, a goal. And so we're back in Makima's office now, and he's like, so, yes, we're back in Makima's office. Nope, because he comes to the realization that everyone has dreams. You're right about that. Yeah, okay. And he's decided that his dream needs to be realistic, his reason to fight and go on. But his dream that he was having, which was to get laid, probably too far for someone like him. So his new dream is to touch boobs. Yeah, so... And he's like, and Aki said I wasn't serious. This is a serious goal. The important thing here, though, 
when discussing dreams is he's also come to the, the conclusion that people like Aki are so unhappy yeah. because they have set unrealistic dreams for themselves. Which is why he changes his dream from getting laid to touching boobs. Yeah. And so, like you said, but he doesn't, like, the realization of what his new dream is comes out in a way where he's like standing in Makima's office and he just says the word melons. Yeah. He, he does say that out loud, but like he has all this kind of inner dialogue before he gets there. And then Makima's like, like the fruit and Aki's like, you're because a moron. He says melons in response to a specific thing. Because I think what happened is like Makima here asked him what he wants out of life or what he wants out of the job or something. She asked him something in that regard because she doesn't act like what he's saying doesn't make sense in the context. She's just confused why it's melons. The thing is, we don't know what she said. I'm making assumptions here. Yeah. So we're back in his office and Makima's assigning him a partner. Yeah. Which I think is where he gets the melons from because he hyper-focused on his partner's boobs. No, because he says melons before that. Did he thought he said it after? No, melons is the first thing he says once he's back okay. in Makima's office. Before we even know we're back in Makima's office... He says the word melons, camera, okay. camera pans to Makima, and she goes, like, the fruit? Okay. So anyways, she is now assigning Dingy a partner, just to do, like, small missions on basic patrols, and we're introduced to his partner. She's a pink-haired fiend with red horns, and her name is Power. Oh, she kicks in the door and goes, yeah. oh, bow before Power! Yeah. And he goes, isn't having a devil be a devil hunter against the rules a or something? Fiend, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute, does that occur like me? Am I a fiend? And Makima kind of explains, no, no, but she is a special case like you yes yeah and we learned that the reason why there's a fiend working with them is because she's part of rocky's units and rocky's unit is again experimental we also learned that power is supposedly rational and like able to has higher functioning thought basically yeah. so then we cut to power and denji out on patrol i mean before we do that we learn that because of his experimental unit all the higher-ups are really looking for a reason to disassemble it yeah that's right like always we have this weird experimental unit in any story clearly the people in charge are looking for a reason to scrap it because man that's not normal and that's not the way we like to do things and we learn that if aki's experimental unit should be dismantled dingy and power will both be disposed of so you know it's probably best for them if they get results yep so then we got to them on patrol they're going across rooftops and stuff because they're doing their best to avoid encountering people because power sticks out like a devil mm-hmm. in a sea of humans and power is demanding that dingy finds her something to hunt they do run into a pair of cops at one point but yeah. makima has given them a badge basically it's a badge that says that they're part of the Mm. like ministry of devil hunting and cops co- clearly don't like that but they do respect it so they walk away yeah and so they're back on the roofs and dingy goes we're all the devils like how are we not finding any and power goes oh that's probably because as a devil myself before i became a fiend i made a name for myself and all the devils fear me and they won't come around me and then dingy thinks and said oh aki's setting us up for failure basically dingy's like oh shit aki's trying to make us fail so we die it is also like aki is being incredibly petty because dingy said yeah if a devil would be friends with him he would, he would be friends that yeah and so Aki's like, cool, Denji, be friends with the devil then. But just then, while he's thinking this... I mean again to his basic personal motivations he then dwells on power for a bit and he's like man she's crazy but you know what on the off chance that one day if i put up with her i get to touch her sure and then while he's like having these thoughts she smells something she smells a devil and runs off after it Mm -hmm. jumping across buildings and shit and And then dingy has to like slowly follow at human speed behind her Mm -hmm. 
and then she jumps off the top of a not skyscraper but easily six to seven stories tall and then does some dead man wonderland shit where she makes a weapon out of her blood Mm -hmm. and then smashes a sea cucumber devil to bits yep and that's the end of this episode well she maniacally laughs and Jinji just stares on the top of the roof and that's the end of the episode and now we have a different theme song as the ending which is better it has a fantastic jazzy bass line and this this theme song is worse I disagree than chainsaw blood which is the previous end theme wrong but the art for this one is better it's got like a very art deco style this is better overall anyways what are your thoughts on chainsaw man in general would you watch more of chainsaw man after having watched episodes one and two well episode two thoughts first Episode Fine. 2 isn't quite as fast-paced as episode 1. A lot more, like... exposition and setting up the world. War. Yeah. Obviously. It's fine, but it's not, like, as good as episode 1 was. Its ending theme isn't even as good as episode 1 was. Wrong. But, yeah, no, I would watch more. Chainsaw Man is fun. It's good. I like, like I said, I like how his ideas of, like, juxtaposing Dingy's worldviews with the everyday person's worldviews and how Dingy comes to these conclusions where, like, in the first episode, his, like, thematic conclusion is no matter how good people have it, they always want more. In this one, it's people who set their goals and dreams too high are never satisfied with their life and can never be happy. I love these little bits that Dingy Look, gets. Dingy is stumbling upon some basic philosophy concepts all on his own. <laughs> yeah. This... Which is almost a nice thing to see. That's what this anime is. Yeah, it's Dingy realizing, man, if I'd been a philosopher, like, 800 to 1,000 years ago, I would have been set i yeah i would watch more of this i really like chainsaw man i agree i think chainsaw man's really really good i quite enjoy the first two episodes the animation is obviously like we talked about really good fantastic is another word you could probably use for it the voice acting is also great we did watch the english dub just because it's easier to take notes on so and, much easier to take notes and on. and also because i'm not one of those weirdos who is like sub is the best no and, like there are definitely benefits to both like the sub probably does a better job of portraying aki's formal speech but i don't think it's gonna matter if you can't understand japanese yeah like you're gonna, you're gonna get the same like read from yeah it. you're gonna get assumingly generally the same subtitles your subtitles might be more formal because it's easier to make a long subtitle yeah than it is to match voice it's it's easier to do that than the adr the voice correctly to the speech but like it's not gonna change too much yeah another thing i would say in regards to dubs and subs is dubs are like in general dubs are just easier to watch well yeah and there are anime that are better sub than dub and mm-hmm. that's that's when their dub is ridiculously god-awful yeah i think like the best example i can think of off the top of my head is like little witch academia that where, where this where the dub is not unbearable. even little witch academia that like year or two of dubs where you're like if your cast was mainly women for some reason your voice direction was okay everyone valley girl to the top like max that valley girl like stereotypical voice out if there's a slider i want you to move it all the way to 100 that was just like that voice direction for like some fucking reason for that year two years but overall you you liked chainsaw man i did wonderful you have anything else any other thoughts i like the gun devil we haven't seen a gun devil yet exactly you said any other thoughts it was a thought that was in my brain gun devil's like episode eight or i was something. thinking about gun devil though because you kept mentioning no gun no life it's been on my brain since the start of this review i, I saw episode titles for all the episodes that are out in japanese so far yeah and gun devil is the episode title of one of the episodes yeah. so um gun devils yeah this is something i learned from like episode three or four but it's an interesting idea mm-hmm. devils are more powerful the more people fear that devil's concept yeah because so, devils are individual concepts so like a sea cucumber devil not powerful chainsaw devil more powerful because there are people who are legitimately afraid of chainsaws and most people are legitimately afraid of people coming at them with chainsaws yeah 
Gun Devil, I assume, would be more powerful than that. Yeah. Blood Devil has some weird power levels as well. Yep. Which, even before she mentioned she was a Blood Devil, I assumed power was a Blood Devil based Makes on her Makes the most blood. sense with her power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, though, so you would watch more Chainsaw yes. Man. You never answered that question. Yes, I did. I said I would watch more. I don't think you did. I think you're a liar. No, I said, I said it. Nope. That's fine. You're a liar, Devil. If what I accidentally learned because I was curious about something holds true, Liar Devils would be insanely powerful. Because apparently it's not just how much people fear it but it's also like how powerful the concept itself is in some ways that influences the power of a devil Mm, who knows if you want to figure that out you know what you should do watch Watch chainsaw man or read it there's like 111 chapters so not the longest manga ever it is going to be one of those anime that outpaces its manga probably because in six episodes in the anime they've covered 15 chapters of the manga oh, oh so hold on it's three episodes well three 14 chapters, and a half three chapters per episode roughly mm-hmm. and they have 111 chapters that's yeah it should be 33 that's four 36 episodes so yeah the first they have like a season and a half done yeah two seasons. two seasons if it's a 12 season show yeah. or like two and a half if we're talking a double season of 26 yeah so maybe it won't but i mean it probably will yeah but anyways instead of worrying about how many seasons of chainsaw man that will, will happen before it outpaces its manga before catch up to its current point you could instead worry about how to contact us which let's face it you're honestly not worried about but we're gonna tell you anyways and you can do that by emailing us at copilotsreview at gmail.com hitting us up on the twitter at copilotsreview but we also need to set up a mastodon account because twitter is going to die i mean i'd prefer it if twitter died yes but but the inherent structure of mastodon is also problematic i don't know anything about mastodon except that's where knight nil gaiman went and nil gaiman's a legend i mean so did this mastery like there are good things happening on mastodon the initial setup and like reasoning for some of their choices is problematic but also money issues as well we'll talk more about that on in the cockpit yeah which you can find those and all of our other episodes obviously by going to our website copilotsreview.simplecast.com and on that website there's also links for our twitter our discord our youtube our patreon our email and the podcast itself yeah so thanks for flying and please fly again